grab some cheese curds and cream puffs. It's time for WTMJ Now. Broadcasting live from the Bank 5-9 studio at the Wisconsin State Fair. Here's Sandy Max and Steve Scafidi. And welcome to our, what day is it, Wednesday? Is it, is it Wednesday today? Tuesday. It's Tuesday. God, this week is not fine, but <laughs> I wonder why. 8-8. Eight, eight, you hear that voice? That's Andy Tarnoff. Editor, founder, publisher, what else? What are All those things. Of OnMilwaukee.com. Hi, Steve. Great. Pleasure to see you. We, we've, we always chat a lot offline, but we don't see each other that often. Well, we're real-life friends. Yes. We just, when we do this, we can't swear as much. And going back to that Dave Mason uh, connection they made earlier, we disagree on a lot of things, but we still have great conversations. Of course we do. Yeah. We always have. More often, way back in the day. Yeah, more often now that I'm right, but whatever. It, it is what it is. You can have that victory if you want. It's your job to be right. So why are you here today, Andy Tarna? Well, <laughs> I'm looking at my friend Sandy, who yes. I've also known. For, I've known Sandy before I met you. Steve, and I'm here at uh, State Fair, and I get nostalgic when I come oh, yeah. here. I feel the passage of time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something you do every year, and you slowly see, see changes be made. And it struck me that this summer is the 25th anniversary of OnMilwaukee.com. I started this business in 1998, and we launched on September 1st, 1998. That's a quarter of a century. That's amazing. Happy anniversary. That's Thank a you milestone. so much. And we're celebrating it all year long. But as I came to State Fair on the first day with my teenage daughter, who said, you know, said give me some money and I'll hang out with my friends, and off she went. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just had that. I just had that that feeling of nostalgia that comes with doing the same thing every year. And I started thinking about how Milwaukee, how State Fair. How on Milwaukee has changed in a quarter of a century. How we have changed in 25 years. And sitting here with you guys, who I've both known for so long, but agreed, we don't see each other as much as we would like to. You know, like yeah, it's it's like it's like looking back and looking forward. So I wanted to talk about how State Fair has changed, how Milwaukee has changed, how on Milwaukee has changed, and how we've changed. I think it's funny when you talk about onmilwaukee.com and you talk about 25 years ago, websites were still very new. Oh, they were very new. Uh, <laughs> we launched before Google. Yeah, you were way ahead of your time, especially here in Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, in Milwaukee, there was nothing. I mean, there there were a few uh, websites that, that just kind of sat there, but there was nothing like on Milwaukee.com in 1998. And the only thing kind of similar to me was Time Out Magazine, which is in like London and New York at the time, and Chicago. Yeah, they were just starting, but even their online presence, all those places were websites of a print publication. Right. And when we launched, we were digital only, and pretty much everyone I knew and people whose opinions I didn't ask said, there's no way this is going to happen. The Internet is a fad. It's It's a, you know... How could you do this in Milwaukee? What was the catalyst that said, you know what, I'm going to do this? What was the thing that said, this is going to you know, work or not work, but I want to do this? Yeah, the catalyst was actually the very thing that I'm talking about. I I had moved back from the East Coast, and my friends were like, what are you doing in Milwaukee? And and I gave the same answer all the time. You could go to the State Fair. You could go to a Brewers game at County Stadium for 7 bucks. You could eat, you know eat a cheap brat and even i knew that wasn't the reason i moved back to milwaukee and i wanted to show them something and there was nothing to show them i was like what am i going to mail them a newspaper you know, you know like the green sheet yeah the guy that'd be great had the green sheet existed in 1998 which it didn't so i took it into my own hands and i realized this was a place where that had, had flown just under the under the radar but milwaukee was undergoing a gigantic change then and i think we take it for granted because we just forget how long some of the stuff has been around um 
So I, I built this this publication, this online magazine, the City Guide, uh, that answered the question why I chose to move back to Milwaukee. So it was kind of a personal um, passion project, and then it grew and grew and grew. And now you know we have 20 employees, and we've been doing this for 25 years, and sitting in this very cool studio. Well, and you were teaching about stuff. businesses because I remember the phrase online magazine in my head. 25 years ago right. so because people are used to buying advertising in a milwaukee magazine or in a journal sentinel like sure so we, we had a digital, ve- yeah so we had a very much teaching people brand then. people by with what i mean I, we always say we spent probably the first 10 years just explaining what the internet was um i think that started to change when the president came to our office and, and visited us in 2005 and people took notice that wait these guys might be for real how did that get set up uh, George W. Bush was in Milwaukee, and he needed to speak to a high-tech dot-com company. And, and you were the only <laughs> ones. So next thing I know, I'm riding in the limo with this guy wow. at the art museum. That's and a cool story. He's given you know his remarks at the art museum about this this high-tech dot-com business, and I think people took notice at that point. But you know, we had to we had to do the work. We've had sixty-five thousand articles and you know numerous national awards, and and it's still going, and it's it's better than ever. For the people who haven't discovered on Milwaukee.com, yeah, who's who are those people? Well, that's what I'm speaking to. Uh, okay. What's the secret to your success? Our secret to our success is to be authentic, right? It's to it's to tell a combination of the stories that people want to hear, but also that they should want to hear, right? So it's easy to write, um, you know, the cool things about Summerfest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can do that all day. But then to, to talk about more serious issues and analysis and to really be embedded within the community. We all live here and we all experience this. It's not a nine-to-five job. Um, yeah, authenticity through great journalism and being a part of the community um, and pushing the 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 envelope on technology and social media and realizing that it's not just one thing you know it, like the probably the problem that newspapers had is that they just sold ads and you know that doesn't cut it anymore especially post pandemic so it has to be events it has to be uh consulting it has to be appearances like this it, you know it, it's we are we are not just a magazine anymore. We're a, a, a multimedia media company. So adaptive, responsive, um, somebody who's not afraid to take big chances. Yeah, and willing to fail, too. So when you said, I think I'm always right, no, actually, I don't. I think that a lot of the stuff we do is... I was just teasing. Kind of, I know, but I mean, there's plenty of cockamamie decisions I've made over the years. But if you don't try, <laughs> you, you, you don't find out. So you have to be agile and willing to change. And that's why we dropped the name .com off the business, because it's so much more than just a website at this point. Obviously, that's where people come. But a lot of people find us through Facebook or Instagram or all sorts of different, or, or radio, all sorts of different places. Andy Tarnoff on Milwaukee, so I'm not supposed to say .com anymore? You can say either. I mean, okay. it's still on Milwaukee.com, but, you know. If, it is a great resource. I, I use it often just to kind of see what's going on. And, thank you. Yeah, and you got some great writers there, too. We have awesome, awesome people. I can't believe you have that many employees. And, and for a long time, too. I mean, some of them, like Bobby Tenzillo and Molly Snyder, have been with us over 20 years. Uh, a handful of them have been with us for 15 years. I mean, it's just a ton of I, loyalty. I know Bobby a little bit, but I love Molly Snyder. They're both, all of them are awesome, and all of them have their own niche, and they're all excellent writers and communicators and awesome members of the community. Yeah. So I, I get her on the show, Molly. It, yeah. We would all love to be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like we don't invite you. I mostly say yes, unless you make me talk about politics. 
Yeah, and you can you can talk your way around politics too. I can. I, I just, said that you know, in a special way. I just you know, choose not to. Yeah. Andy's hard. We'll take a break. Sandy and Steve live from the Wisconsin State Fair, the Bank Five Nine Studio, to be exact, right across from the Cream Puff Pavilion at the beautiful Wisconsin State Fair. We are live for the Wisconsin State Fair, having fun. It's a little overcast all of a sudden, but the sun will be back out on this gorgeous Tuesday I was made aware of. So thanks for that, Andy Tarnoff. <laughs> it is Tuesday. Yes, it it's is It's hard Tuesday. to remember, though, especially in the middle of the State Fair. Two for Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. What else do we do on Tuesday? Well, it's August 8th, and the Mega Millions oh, is up yeah. to $1.55 billion, And some people think that 8-8 eight, eight is, a, is a lucky number. I don't believe in that stuff. I would believe in it if I won it. Then I would be enthusiastically in support of it. But other than that, I rarely buy a ticket. This is one of those rare times, though. For two dollars, you could get one point five five billion back, or your lump sum of nearly eight hundred million. There's so much two in. So many things I can throw my money away at State Fair on, like <laughs> a, sham, like a sham wow, <laughs> you know, or hey, some of the like so all the various game. things I buy every year. I'd rather just save that up and buy something ridiculous. Hey, spend some time in uh, what is it called, Spin City or the, the gaming area? That's where you throw fifty bucks. I yeah. burned through in like a half hour. Yeah, so did my daughter. Yeah. Except it was about two minutes. Yeah. Dad, can I have more money? Dad, can I have more? I'm like, what are you buying? And I got another set what of grandkids coming Thursday. Games, rides. Yeah. Le- I'm like, are you eating any food? She's like, <laughs> I, she's like, I ate a lemonade. I'm like, all right, no more games and rides. So you eat we are food. celebrating 25 years of on Milwaukee and also um, talking about some of the things that have changed over the last 25 years, including at the State Fair. Absolutely. So I was talking to Jen Puente, who is the chief marketing officer of State Fair. And because, you know, I have a, I have memories of all this stuff, but it's not like I could really pin it to 1998. So this, this is kind of what she told me was the deal 25 years ago. OK, um, there was no Expo Center that came That's in. That's true. Yeah, that came yeah. in 2002. Uh, the North and South Exhibition Halls were, were there. Um, the old grandstand at the mile. Mm. was still in place that got replaced in about 2001-2002 do you remember what it used to look like no uh she described it basically as a <laughs> it's a big old box that sat on the track and underneath they had things like uh the Liney's lounge um and some shopping spaces uh the midway was in a different place it was on 84th and greenfield yes 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 i remember that so that that moved to its current spot in 2002 um the milk house right that, that's still there but that was part of herb cole's campaign fund when he was a senator how so like the, as i understand it the money raised on milk went toward his campaign so it's not five cents and was it a nickel then or was it i, I don't know cents? but it's you know now it's his foundation right but i mean back oh then, i see what you're saying it was it was a thing right um the attendance back then i guess yeah in 98 yeah a million seven hundred thousand now it's over a million. Yeah. So we've actually done, but they've done better. And, and I would argue it's a testament to the people who have led this. That's effort. exactly what I'm saying. Because a lot of stuff wasn't really, there wasn't so much like the food on the stick thing. There wasn't as much food. Yeah. I mean, now food is a real cornerstone. It's Oh, exactly. It's like one of the main draws. I mean, 104 new items this year. New. Yeah. So it wasn't like that in 1998. Do you have a favorite state fair food item? <sighs> I, I like the deep fried olives, um, but I'll be honest with you, I am not one of those gluttonous eaters who tries to cram as much like, <laughs> weird I, fried I, stuff. I focus in on the good face. stuff, and I have one or two things, and that's it. Yeah, I had the the porky pie Sunday this year, which is mm. pretty tasty. Which does it have pork in? Yeah, it's like a bacon bacony Sunday, mm. vanilla Sunday. But 
you're probably talking to the wrong guy. For that, you should definitely go down to Milwaukee and read Lori Frederick's review of all of the new food. She's your, your food person. She is, and she like managed. I don't know how she did this because she must have you know fasted before the whole thing but she like plowed <laughs> through it and, and it's very impressive but as much as i like a cream puff i've done the cream puff eating contest um, i was asked i never done it i did it i lost i mean it's i like it i like it but like a half a cream puff is good for me and i'm Did a fat guy nostrils full of cream then because you yeah, can't when you're eating use your fast, hands yeah, right it's, it's yeah mess. it's just gross <laughs> yeah do they still have that i don't think so right i don't know they didn't ask me back because i didn't win but I did win the baked potato eating contest. Uh, the, so what does that involve? Was, was that here? Yeah, it was here. Like, it was the media. It was the media one. You eat one quickly. You eat one quickly, and yeah. to be honest with you, I kind of ate it at the normal speed that I eat baked potatoes. <laughs> so you had a lot of slow eaters, apparently, because I, I thought I was going to lose, and then all of a sudden I was done you with baked potato. And yeah, it's like, like, oh, like oh, do you remember how long it took to eat it? It was like two minutes or something. That's still pretty quick. I guess that's how I normally eat. Did you just cut? Did you just rip it in half? No, yeah, no, 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 like no utensils. Yeah. Oh. But it was just one baked potato with some cheese on it. So you just pick it up? No, you have to like just cram your face in it. Oh, oh, well, that's interesting. I would pick it up and eat it like a boat. You know, That was not allowed, I don't think. Yeah, no hands. Right. I think that's the same thing with cream puffs. Yeah, but hands. it's less messy. But somehow I won. Do you have a trophy? Congratulations. Yeah. I did not get a trophy. I'm a little disappointed, but I do have a picture with a, a, with a pig or with a, with a potato. Like a, <laughs> a like picture a, with a potato? Yes, like a potato mascot you're a, you're a music guy do you consume a lot of the music that's on the on the fairgrounds which wait a minute i have to tell you that the spud mobile is is here where it's at sue wetley court and third street when you said potato i got very excited because right i did my research yeah so you might want to visit the spud mobile andy before you leave so you can get spud a photo too or ask or them the... for another trophy or something i don't know <laughs> sure. i'm a little disappointed in that i i am a music guy uh I, I've seen some bands here that have really, really interested me over the years. One of my first concerts ever was at State Fair. It was the Monkees in 1985. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, and I actually uh, hung out with one of my all-time favorite bands who I'm, maybe you'll know who this is, Sandy, but uh, Space Hog played here a couple oh, of years wow. ago. Um, what do you mean hang out? Uh, well, I interviewed them before. I mean, it's one of my favorite bands, and they had a set at, at State Fair. You don't mean partied with them? I do mean partied. Oh, and, okay. Um, because, you know, they had a short set, and they, they there weren't that many people here for that. So. And Andy was just saying what he loves about Milwaukee. Who Could you get a better tour guide if you're a traveling band? Right. And then he became a blogger for us. So the Drummer oh, wow. Space Hog is, is my pal via State Fair. But I did look at the schedule from 1998. And I've tried to guess, like I guess, like eight bands. I got them all wrong. Three Dog Night and Foreigner and Chicago. And now, I mean, it's possible that there, you know, were more than this. But uh, I'm trying to think who else. Like, I'm still charmed that you saw the Monkees in their heyday. Yeah. 80s I sure comeback. did. Jones, sure Nefnes, Dolans, and uh, Torque. Yeah, Turks, there's Tork. just one more monkey left. It's very yeah, sad. Mickey. Yeah, yeah he's the, the last drummer. monkey. Yeah. Um, all right. So 1998, we got uh, Buddy Guy. Oh, he, wow. he played every every fair, every uh, music event, and he was. I've seen him a bunch of times. He's brilliant. Yeah, you're gonna see where I'm going with this in a second. Okay. Uh, the Almond Brothers. Band. Oh my goodness. Amy Grant. Hmm. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, not surprising. Oh, and then this was, this is kind of cool. Culture Club, Howard Jones, and the Human League. Oh. I would have totally seen that. Maybe I, I did that see tour. that. I saw that tour, but it was at Rosemont Horizon that year. That sounds about right. I did see it. So I would say State Fair has upped its. Uh, music lineup to a, in the past twenty five years yeah. from then to now yeah see I, I guess Beach Boys there was a stretch maybe it was earlier than that where the Beach Boys were here every year they were literally every year I mean from like college on 
probably right up until about that time. But I think if people want to see music at State Fair, they are coming a lot for these you know, side stage things, because there, there are bands everywhere. If you walk down uh, mm-hmm. this, behind the grandstand, mm-hmm. every, like, 50 feet is a new stage mm-hmm. with, like, a, a solo artist or a little, you know, combo act, and, and they've done a great job with engineering that sound stays in that area. Uh, that's a well done on, on, the, on the, side, uh, the side of the State Fair group. I would agree. Um, 1998, they also had uh, bungee jumping. Yes. Yep. Which my dad, I would never do. Which they had. They Seems unsafe. They, they have a bungee slingshot. That thing, that yeah, that thing's see. right out there. Right on the other side of the yeah. cream pump. I'm not going to do that. No. <laughs> um, and they had something called the Great Moo Off contest. Oh, I'm not tell so me sure. More. I'm not so sure. I really remember that. Is it humans mooing or I believe is it, so? Yeah. Is it cows mooing. Oh, no, you're mimicking the cow, right? <laughs> I don't know. I think it could be a little of both. Well, I'll, I'll dive into that a little bit. All right. Uh, but yeah, the drive-through cream pump. The drive-through cream puff didn't even happen until 1999, which is one of the greatest inventions of man, I think. Yeah, so so State Fair has changed a lot, and so has Milwaukee. Yes, and hold that thought because we've got to take a break. Andy Tarnoff from OnMilwaukee.com, Stephen Sandy live from the Wisconsin State Fair Bank Five Nine Studio to be exact. Join us. Hey everybody, this is Max with another Wisconsin State Fair fun fact. Did you know next year the original Cream Puff is celebrating its 100th anniversary? Now you do. Thank you, Max. My grandson Max doing his little State Fair fun fact. 100 years of the Cream Puff next year. That's four quarters of a century. <laughs> yes, and we're talking to Andy Tarnoff from on Milwaukee. Dot com. And uh, we, we talked about State Fair's 25 years. About in Milwaukee's 25 years. Yeah, but first I want to ask you, if, yes. not to you know take over your Highly show or personal. anything. Highly <laughs> personal. What were you doing 25 years ago, Steve? I was working in television research. I traveled the country. I was on the road constantly staying at Marriott Hotels and all the cities in the United States. And uh, at that point, so 98, starting to feel rather burned out. I, I would imagine after a decade and a half of doing that, a lot of lot of air time, air travel time, a lot of airports, um, I, which I don't recommend. And at some point, when you travel every other week like that and stay in Marriott hotels, you forget when you wake up if you're at home or in a hotel for a second. Then you realize you're in a hotel pretty quickly because the turns aren't the same usually. How soon was that, or how long before you entered politics in Oak Creek? Two thousand nine is when I entered politics. Okay, so you you were you were doing the traveling thing. Yeah, you were so far from radio. Mm-hmm. Radio just happened. I, you, you know the story. I know the story. Wrote the book. You were, you were, you were I helped edit my book. book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is how long we've known each other. Yeah, someone told me they were at your at your office, and my book book was somewhere around your desk. It is. I love that. Yeah. So that's our personal connection. So you downplay it, but I mean, your life has changed a lot in twenty five years. No question, and uh, all in a good way. Okay. How about yeah. you, Sandy? What were you doing in 1998? I was working in Chicago at uh, the radio station that I had always wanted to work at since I was a kid, called WXRT. I. Of course, I know this, so I'm just like. Oh, but that, well, <laughs> I'm just asking I'm for the benefit as a listener. But then, when did you come back to Milwaukee? I moved back to Milwaukee a couple times. I moved back to Milwaukee in 2001 for love, and then got a job. I and believe that's when we met. Yes, and I wasn't the reason for the love. Just FYI, just let me just make that very yeah, clear. I was not love. the love. Different but. love. Um, yeah, I started working radio again uh, in the early 2000s here at the Mix, and um, then moved back to Chicago. So, and then moved back to Milwaukee. So I remember all oh, these things. Yeah, yeah. So bounced back and forth between Milwaukee and Chicago. Well, you, you already know what I was doing in 1998. I was being a 
a petulant 24 year old who thought he could become a dot-com millionaire yeah. and uh, you know yeah. quit his job and started his own business. He also had a White House connection that I've, I'm always fascinated. I about. did work at the White House in college and when I was in Washington D.C. and um, burned out from that. But that, we were just talking about getting your dream job early. It's sort of like where do you go from there? As yeah, we've I mean, both done just fine. <laughs> but, exactly. I, I, it turns out I was not cut out to work for the man. I needed to be the man. Hmm. Or at least you like being be, boss. Uh, I don't like being the boss. I just don't like working for anyone. Hmm. I like I like inventing things. So, but You're also very opinionated. So that's sometimes difficult in a work boss in a work uh, boss employee. Well, I think you would agree that your uh, your uh, your on air persona can tend to be more opinionated than your actual self. Are you, you talking have, about me now? Well, I am <laughs> talking about you, but I mean yeah. anyone. It's you have to. We have to amp it up, right? Absolutely. Just a little bit, because I mean, if I. If I sat there and tweeted about what I was really doing at two in the morning, shopping for shoes, you know, and yeah, not being able to sleep, that wouldn't be the most exciting thing in the world for people to. You follow. amp it up, but you have to still have to be authentic. Authentic? But there's, it, there's far too many people that do this that just make. No, I think it's an alter. Up. I think it's an alter ego based on yourself. I mean, I'm never dishonest about anything, but I, I certainly don't talk, write, tweet, post about all the uninteresting stuff that I do. No, you find that the, the the juice and the meat, and that's what you go with. Right. Yeah. So, um, but I think I, I think I've mellowed out a little bit. I was definitely. I mean, I was. It was everyone against the world. Me against the world in 1998 because nobody knew what we were doing and nobody believed we could do it. So, um, I'm a little more comfortable now as I as I hit my old age. Is that old age or just more experience and wisdom? Um, I think a combination of both, but it's also the fact that we have a successful, mature business at this point, and we're not inventing on the fly I mean, you got you got to remember like early 2000s there was no social media there was i mean everything we tried and we built all the software ourselves because it didn't exist you know we were trying it for the first time and it, there was there was a lot of money on the line i mean it, it to employ this many people and to have this technology this is an expensive business i thought it was going to be cheap i thought hey for a website you know you just just make a website right no i it, I, it would have been much cheaper had we just done print I but, mean, that's that's the the risk taking involved in doing that. You didn't have twenty employees back then, but the, just the fact that you're willing to put yourself out there, yeah, and meet investors and take out business loans, and you know it's, it's expensive running a site that gets a million people a month. We got to take another break here, but I got a great text from Peter who says in 1998 the State for Ad campaign was centered around animal puns like Days of Swine and Roses, and check out the chicks. Hmm. I wonder if that would play today. Mm. I don't think so. Maybe a some. Yeah, I don't know. Think about it. All right, uh, take a break. We're broadcasting live from the Bank 5-9 studios. Our guest, Andy Tarnoff, Stephen Sanday from the Wisconsin State Fair. All right, we are joined in studio by Andy Tarnoff, founder, president, CEO, other titles, editor, publisher. Yeah, good bumper music there. Culture, is that Culture Club? Yes, yeah, it is. Which played producer State Charlie. Fair in is that 98? Yeah. Oh, right. Someone's listening. That's good. That's producer Charlie listening. Good job, producer Back Charlie. Beautiful Yay. Avenue Studios in downtown Milwaukee, now, which you visited yesterday. I was there. Is that the first time you were there? Uh, second or third time. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. I'm Not re- that this isn't, because we get the sunshine. We got great folks visiting out here. This is the best. It's my favorite remote. Well, the Avenue is pretty much a good kicking or kicking off spot here because we're talking about how Milwaukee has changed in the last 25 years. And if you can imagine what the Grand Avenue Mall looked like in 1998, because I sure can, it looked nothing like it does now. And finally, 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 
someone has had some vision and turned that into a place where people want to go with the, the food hall and your great office. And apartments in that building, yeah. And offices, yeah. I said if I if I didn't have a comfortable shack in Oak Creek, I'd probably live in the, in the building. <laughs> it'd well, be so be convenient. convenient. Just walk downstairs, go to work. Yeah. So uh, I think people who let's see, we're talking about a quarter of a century ago. So people thirty five and under, forty and under, probably have no recollection of what Milwaukee looked like in nineteen ninety eight. I know you guys do in the city. Yeah, I do. Run through a couple of these. All right. Well, obviously there was no Miller Park or American Family Field. County Stadium was at the very end of its life. Yeah, it the was, concept of Miller Park was there. the concept was there, but it was a, it was still extremely controversial. There were people who claimed they would never go to another Brewers game again, and that construction took a long time. There was a tragic crane accident, but oh, and that would have been four years after the last baseball strike exactly, as well, and people exactly. had a really bad taste in their mouth after that. Right. And well, by the way, it turned out to be just fine. People, yes. Yeah. People, people yeah. seem to be okay with it now. Yeah. As but, much as I loved County Stadium, and I really did. I kind of liked it, but it was more nostalgia than yeah. comfort of being I mean, in that stadium. Clearly, it turned out to be a good idea to keep a Major League Baseball team in Milwaukee, the smallest market. Yes. Uh, the art museum expansion was not... No Calatrava. No Calatrava. Yeah. Um, that was not there. No that Discovery World. The skyline. Goodness. It sure did. Was the, was the calling there in 1998? The calling was there. Yeah, they should blow that thing up. <laughs> Editorial comment inserted. <clears throat> hey, well, I don't know. It's just dumb. We're it's keeping everything about it. It's public art. Everything about man. it is dumb. I mean, Move it to the lakefront. That does not belong in front of the college. Well, they put, but they put, everybody knew. Yeah. Santiago Calatrava himself knew it was story. there. Trust me, I've had this argument a million times. Okay. Set that aside. The big orange asterisk was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Discovery World. Uh, the Parkies Freeway was doing its thing. Remember that? Remember that? Super convenient highway that cut right through the middle of downtown. It got you to that grocery store. It sure did. It got you to the pick and save. save, Yeah, Yeah, uh, from the east side. And I loved it, but tearing it down meant that it really opened up downtown and it made room for places like the Pfizer Forum, which was not even a glimmer in anyone's eye because the Bradley Center was, what, nine years in at that point? It's octagon Soviet hockey stadium it just was cold it was cold and a lot of concrete yes it was built for hockey it was a gift to the city which is awesome thank you very much this is bradley rarely but but um it was not a uh uh nba quality um venue um I also think about places like neighborhoods, right? Like uh, Commerce Street, where Lakefront Brewery is, the, the beer line condos. If you can recall back then, Lakefront Brewery was still in River West in this teeny tiny little um, brewery, which was awesome. But they didn't even move to their, their current location until the year 2000. And then everything kind of joined around that. So these neighborhoods were, were basically created with some awesome condos. And just downtown living was really different back then. And that that changed the way that the restaurant scene and the bar scene. Sandy, we were talking about this. Like when we would hang out, what were our choices, right? We were pretty much on the east side or Bayview. Yeah. Was, uh, but we weren't coming downtown. Right. And Brady Street was there, obviously. Yeah. But there were like there was a couple dive bars and the yeah. Nomad. It's interesting that oh, you, yeah. you bring up these examples because it does point to a, a different picture of Milwaukee than you might hear on, say, oh, I don't know, talk radio in Milwaukee for the most part. That's what I'm saying, and that and it ties back into why I started on Milwaukee. I saw that there was a change happening, and I wanted to jump on it because the old Milwaukee was being replaced by a newer, better Milwaukee. And it's worked in many, many ways. Milwaukee's not all, all better than it was. We still have a ton, a ton of issues. And some of them are getting worse. 
When you're asked a Milwaukee question, one, why do you live there, or two, um, what, what is Milwaukee to you? How do you answer that question? What does it mean to you? I feel like other than the summer, when I can't get anywhere in less than an hour, um, <laughs> because apparently the entire city is under construction all at the same time. <laughs> Why did I not invest in Orange Barrel Company? Yeah. My goodness. Oh, that would have been a good idea. Oh, I mean, to me, it's a combination of a big city with still extremely approachable, and you can get around, and you can know people, and the cost of living is pretty good, and it... it it's a much more progressive city than people give it credit for. Every time I hear someone describe Milwaukee as like a Rust Belt city, I'm like, I feel like they're talking about like Gary, Indiana, not Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah, and think about this: Bucks NBA championship two plus years ago. Yeah. First debate coming to Milwaukee. We had we were supposed to host the Democratic National Convention. We all know what happened with that Republican National Convention next summer. They don't just give you that stuff. You have to earn no, the right. Milwaukee to host is a those. world class city. It and is. It has earned it, and. I think sometimes we forget that we have Lake Michigan here. I mean, you can just, it's easy enough to just forget it's there, but, I mean, that's an amazing resource. I took my grandkids. They live in uh, suburban Chicago, and they had never been to Lake Michigan, even though they live in suburban Chicago. They're little, four and two. And, and young Cooper thought it, it looked like the ocean. It sure does. I mean, that's how impressive and a beautiful, clear sky day. He's like, is that the ocean? I go, that's Lake Michigan. And we forget about that. Yeah, so I, to anyone who says Milwaukee is just a little Chicago, I would disagree with that. It's, it, it's smaller, obviously, more livable, but it's its own thing. And I think we've all, in this room, we've participated to, to make Milwaukee a better place in our own sort of way. The way I always look at it is there's a lot of individuals that make this city great. You're one of them. Thank you. Uh, Omar Sheikh is another example sure. I can point to. And a lot of other people that kind of all are their own little lanes, their own little niches about how to make this city better and, and, and tell the story in the right way. And I'm Milwaukee's part of that story. That's one of the reasons I, I like you. Thanks, Steve. Yes, I appreciate that. We'll uh, take a break. We're talking to Andy Tarnoff from OnMilwaukee.com. Still got a couple segments. If you have a thought for us on the Milwaukee question, the State Fair question, or on Milwaukee, happy to entertain you on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. We're broadcasting live from the Bank 5-9 studio at the awesome, wonderful, sunny Wisconsin State Fair. Thanks for tuning in with us on this uh, Tuesday. I was, for some reason, I had Wednesday. Night. Still Tuesday. Yeah, still Tuesday. <laughs> still midnight. Uh, Andy Tarnoff from On Milwaukee joining us on a beautiful day at the fair, Wisconsin State Fair Bank 5-9 Studios. Sandy, you had a, a text that you wanted to reference? Yes, yeah, we were talking about On Milwaukee's 25th anniversary this year and how things have changed since 1998 in the city of Milwaukee and at the Wisconsin State Fair. Uh, from the 920 on the old National Bank talking text line 855-616-1620. 920 texted, do you remember the whale wall? I was going to bring oh, up the whale wall. It still actually. exists. In little tiny yes. mini whale oh, wall. Yeah. That was one of the dumbest thing that, things that ever existed in Milwaukee. I don't know about that. Mm. It did, because... Uh, it took an ugly space and made something yeah. out of it. It was all the rage back then. It was a big... You know, speaking of murals and... Okay, I love murals. named Wyland. Yeah, and it was so dumb, because... It had no relevance to Milwaukee or anything. It was that like part's true. it was like a, the 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 Kincaid portraits at you know the at the mall. You know, like every city had its freaking whale wall. And then when it was time to tear it down for um, uh, the market interchange redo, uh, the artist claimed that it was his and they couldn't tear it down, and that got shut down pretty quickly. Like yeah. no, you paint, you got paid, you painted. It. So now there's like a little, one little tiny little whale. But I, 
truly did hate that whale wall, and it totally blocked the view of the courthouse. It was a beautiful <laughs> building. Yes. And had never, it, for years, had not been seen because there was a parking garage with a whale on it. Interesting you're so critical of the I'm whale wall. Super but critical. So in love with the, uh, the calling. I'm not in love with the calling. I just like public art unless it's a big, well, stupid whale. Keep making that statement. I'm not opposed to public art. I like public art, but that piece does not belong where it, you put that somewhere else. It was all, everyone agreed to put it there. Are you saying once that Calatrava came, they should have moved it or it didn't belong yeah, there in the yes, first place? No, when there was no Calatrava, it didn't care. Now it, it mars that, that incredible view down Wisconsin Avenue. I don't feel strongly about it. So if you want to, like, go fund me to get it moved, I say go for it. Which leads me to my next question. Uh, Steve, Andy would make a great guest host of your show when you're on vacation. Yeah, I'll do that. Well, I'm not asking. I'm just reading a text. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, let's negotiate. You've done, you've done radio with me before. Of course I have, yeah. yeah. So let me ask you a couple political questions. All right. So if you would do that, you have to be prepared to talk about politics. I'm prepared. Yeah. Um, with all the things that are swirling around politics now, the, you know, the identity politics, you know, the name calling, all the crazy. Let's just, whatever side you're on, it's all crazy. Okay. As a guy who does what you do, publisher, Editor, founder, all that stuff. What's your assessment? Are we are we at the, the the peak of all this nonsense, or is there still more crazy to come? There's more crazy to come, but we're really? get, we're getting close to the peak. Really, why or do the, you say, or that? the nadir, if you will? Give me some. Evidence. Uh, well, I think a tipping point is is definitely coming, where it's all this hate is going to implode upon itself, because I have found as a as a international affairs major from the George Washington University <laughs> and a former some uh, credentials there as a former White House employee and, I got it. and a nerd who follows all this stuff is most people are pretty centrist and the fringy 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 people on the left or on the right represent the fringe and even though they're loud and they're vocal and they're angry and they're annoyed um, there just aren't enough of them to win elections which is why historically on the national level the the candidate closest to the center is the one that wins. There will be anomalies every now and then, but they will reset themselves. And these groups that are just so full of rage and on either side, um, they're marginalizing themselves. So I think what we're seeing right now is, is a window of opportunity for crazies. And in five years, um, there's just not going to be enough support for them because i think americans are good i, I think Wisconsinites are good they're just a little delusional right now because everyone is so fired up i don't know if delusional's they're not just, delusional they're but they're misguided misguided, yeah, misguided yeah, yeah. is a better way to put it because they're wasting a lot of energy on things that yes. aren't that important yeah i put it this way i've never put a yard sign for any presidential candidate on my yard and not only have i not done that i haven't put up flags and 17 yard lines yard signs and worn t-shirts you know insulting the other guy like I got better things to do, and I think most people do also. And once they get over this mind, this group mindset of I hate everybody. Here's how ugly it can get. I was in Washington D.C. in May, and we were at some of the the archive buildings in, in the Smithsonian's, and there's middle school kids wearing buckets hat bucket hats that say F and then the president's name. Now, whatever you think about politics, Don't do not that. appropriate for a middle school student, probably anybody. Probably not appropriate for anyone. Although, I, you know, you can walk around the fair and see all that stuff. I mean, go for it. It's your constitutional right, but it's not nice. And it's not really going to really help anything. So it's not productive. Yeah. Um, we'll take a break. Andy Tarnoff, final moments with Andy Tarnoff. You better come out, go out with a bang. we only got a couple uh -oh. minutes left okay. as we round out our 10 o'clock hour on the Wisconsin State Fair broadcast, Bank 5-9 studio on this gorgeous State Fair Tuesday. Join us.
didn't leave enough time for your wrap-up comments, but we have got a minute or so. So we can work with. What's your closing thoughts? I'm just really appreciative. I'm really appreciative. You know, I'm just having a great summer, and I'm here at State Fair, and it makes me happy, and I'm happy talking to you guys. I've been privileged to run on Milwaukee for 25 years, and hopefully a lot longer. And your listeners are are fans. It's like, you know, we put out so much great stuff, whether it's the written word or or video or events. Uh, Our dining month is coming up up in October. There's tons of great State Fair content on Milwaukee.com. And whether you visit on the website or visit through Facebook or Instagram, it doesn't matter. Just come. Check it out. Connect. Connect. Be part of the community. I love that. I have a term. It's not my term, but I I borrowed it. A thought leader. You're a thought leader for our community. I've tried really hard. And if I've succeeded in in that, it makes me really happy. And it makes me feel like this risk that we took in 1998 was worth it 25 and, years that's impressive for especially a company where you didn't even know where this 25 independent years local media i mean there's not a lot of it out there and and we're still doing it and we're doing it well and i appreciate you guys having me on as always thanks for hanging out with us that's a fun way to spend an hour at the wisconsin state sure was now, where are you off to now uh, going to Stevie Nicks to review oh. that show tonight with my daughter, and I might make her write the review, so we'll see. That'd be a unique perspective, a yeah. teenage POV. Yeah, exactly. She loves Stevie Nicks. So I look forward we'll to re- reading uh, her, her, her comments. And Unless she comments. bails on it and makes me write it, but we'll, well see. How many, God, how many reviews have you done? Thousands. Thousands. Yeah. This guy, Summerfest, just, I was reading all your stuff. There is a lot, but it's been a long time. All right. He's Andy Tarnoff.